0: Welcome to Studio Blue Ridge, where broadcast meets podcast, a Blue Ridge PBS production.
1: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Studio Blue Ridge podcast. I am so very excited about our guest today. By now, most of you have probably heard of the Irish group Celtic Thunder. Well, this time, and if you haven't heard of them, you really, really, really need to check it out because it's just they're just a, an amazing, very talented group. But today we have a very special guest. We have one of the members of the group joining us today, and uh, we have Emmett Cahill. Emmett, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thanks, Lisa. Good to be here.
1: Well, listen, I, I am so very excited to have you here, and everyone here at the station has been uh, just excited to have you here as well. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, yes, Celtic Thunder, but also you have a, you, you do some solo performances as well, right? You have a solo tour going on right now. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, literally the whole reason I'm in town is I'm performing at the Jeff- Jefferson Center this Sunday, um, a very special concert with Symphony Orchestra and Choir, and we're actually um, filming the show So very excited. It's my first symphony filming. And Mm. yeah, I've been doing solo shows across the states for about eight years now with Celtic Thunder about 12. So um, it's been quite the journey. I've actually performed in 49 states, believe it or
1: not. Wow. Is that why you look so tired?
2: It is why I look so tired.
1: (laughs) I know you've been traveling quite a bit, so I certainly understand and I get that. But we're very happy to have you here in Roanoke. Now, tell us a little bit. You mentioned symphony. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk a little bit about who your backup music is going to be.
2: Yes. So we have a lot of the players from the Roanoke Symphony Orchestra and surrounding orchestras to Virginia, West Virginia, and North Carolina. We also have 80 people singing in a choir. A lot Mm. of them are professional and semi-professional singers with opera companies Uh, around the area as well. So it's going to be quite the ensemble of sound um, backing me up and really, really excited about this. Um, A local guy, Josh O'Dell, is going to be conducting the orchestra and he's been working with the choir. We've some original arrangements of songs debuting this Sunday as well. So a huge amount of work has gone into the show and really excited about bringing it to the Jefferson Centre, which is just a beautiful... Um, intimate, old-style theatre. I've been there with Celtic Thunder before, but this is the first time performing there by myself. So,
1: And how does that work? Do you travel from city to city and then you find ahead of time the, the musicians, the singers? How does that part work, considering you're on the road all the time?
2: It, well, it kind of depends. So um, after Sunday, we go out on a tour for about 10 days. So in certain areas, the musicians will be the same. So certain musicians will do all the shows and then depending on travel, you'll have people who come in and fill in behind the desks as they say throughout the orchestra and then also certain halls will allow certain configurations of orchestra so you can have up to maybe 60 players right down to about 32 depending on what the theater allows Mm. or depending on how how big your music is as well so like with say classic music and opera like certain operas um you know they'll have bigger orchestras because the music is much more dense and dramatic and then Other styles of music would have a much need, just maybe need 16 players or 32 players, Mm. whatever it is. So it it just depends on what type of music you're performing.
1: Because you're traveling also throughout Virginia and Mm -hmm. West Virginia. So you're saying you'll have sort of the same musicians in that same regional area
2: that's the plan Yeah.
1: okay fantastic never knew that so talk a little bit then about um I, I hear you're gonna have what classics irish favorites standards what uh what is the uh set list if you will
2: yeah so the, the type of show i put on I, I love to take audiences on a journey so it's not exclusively one style of music obviously i'm irish if mm-hmm. people didn't pick that up Figure already. it out <laughs> so um a big part of my musical identity and indeed my own identity is is connected to Irish music, um, classic songs like Danny Boy and Irish Lullaby, um, Galway Bay, Isle of Hope, Isle of Tears. Songs that tell the stories of not only of the Irish, but they tell. I think in many ways these Irish songs tell the story of America because you know mm. over hundreds of years Irish people have been coming to America. It's a I, I suppose Irish culture is a huge part of the fabric of America, mm-hmm. and I think the reason why these songs, which were written some of them over a hundred years ago, are still timeless. Still, people want people still want to hear them today. Is the fact that they are so easy to connect to. They have mm-hmm. universal themes, but they deal with the human condition and the human story. All these things are so relatable, and I've found from my time touring around the states over the last few years that these songs have been passed on from one generation of family to the next. Like people come to my shows from kids right up to grandparents and they all say the same thing is that either my grandpa taught me that song or I taught that song to my children. You know, we hear these stories all the time and it's something about Irish music um, that people just connect to. There's something very, uh, I suppose, family oriented about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a huge part of our tradition. Uh, That is the one thing that, we brought with us that we could bring with us when we had to emigrate from Ireland was our music our culture and it's so even intertwined into American folk music today so when I get up and sing these songs honestly it's like preaching to the converted in a way so Irish music is going to be a huge part of the night but as well as that you know I I was brought up in uh, a very musical household but my dad was a music minister Um, so you know sacred music was a huge part of my life Mm. so um, I'm Going to be including, it's not so much a sacred hymn, but it's a song called I'll Walk With God. Hmm. And it's from, it was made famous by Mario Lanza back in the early 50s in, in a music, sorry, a movie called The Student Prince. And that song in many ways has been a huge part of my journey, both from going from faith music into Irish music and bringing it all to stage in America. So that's going to be part of the show and then of course classic Broadway music I mean songs like Some Enchanted Evening, The Impossible Dream you know pieces like that again are timeless so I don't pick a specific genre per se I pick songs that I feel tell a very captivating and interesting story and I also find something in the song that obviously is personal to me because I think the most important thing for me as a performer is to get up there and have authority on the music but also be genuine about it and I think as a performer you have to find something of yourself in the song if you're going to deliver it with honesty and integrity so all that kind of comes together in putting together a program and that's essentially that's the synopsis of what the journey of a concert should be.
1: Wow. Well, I can definitely hear the passion in your voice. <laughs> and speaking of hearing, um, let's give let's give the listeners a little bit of a taste of of, of your music. Mm-hmm. I know this particular song is very special, as as, as you mentioned, as all these songs are. Um, but Danny Boy is a song that I didn't realize. I mean, you kind of hear it growing up in movies and shows and mm-hmm. things like that. I had no idea that it was a traditional Irish song. Mm-hmm. But Danny Boy is uh, is one that you will be performing.
2: Yeah, Danny Boy is probably the song that I'm most well known for, and you know it's been recorded and performed by artists from so many different backgrounds over the mm-hmm. years. You know, it it does have a, its roots in Ireland. It was originally the tune of, of Danny Boy was actually called the Derry Air. Um, so Derry is a city in the in the north of Ireland, and Danny Boy, I think connects with people particularly here in the states in that Danny Boy is a very captivating story in that it's a conversation between a father and a son mm. and as you go as you listen to the song you realize that it's actually the last conversation they ever have because the son is about to leave home and go to war so wow. he feels duty bound to go to war to fight for his country for his family for their freedoms but the father knows he is worried about leaving him behind. Mm. So the first verse the father says to him, basically gives him his blessing to go, to go. He, this is his life's purpose. This is what he has to do. And he needs, while he's away, he needs to be rest assured that when he returns, if he returns and his father is gone, that he will be thinking of him and he can sing a song at his graveside. So
1: wow. it's
2: just so powerful. It I is. mean, Sometimes, you know, songs like Danny Boy and I'm sure many, you know, other let's say American standards, we listen to music all our lives. And sometimes it's in the car or it's, you know, on the radio or it's, you know, in the gym, whatever it is. And sometimes there are certain songs that just pass us by and we just know them because we know them or they were always played in the house. And then you start, you're, you're, you're like me and you start to go digging and you go, well, what is the essence of the song? And suddenly it takes on this whole other life. So like I've been singing Danny Boy since I was four years of age, but the significance of it has only hit me since I've grown up and I've brought it with me and I see like a song like Danny Boy it's in some ways kind of polarizing that I've, I've sung it in concerts and in one seat a person is sitting there and they're smiling up at me and the person beside them has floods of tears. Oh
1: wow. Wow. It's the
2: same song but it has
1: Different meaning to different people. Yeah,
2: because of their own life experiences. So fascinating. that's what that's kind of for me it encompasses the magic of music and a song that Danny Boy does that for me.
1: Well, I do want to talk a little bit about how you were so young when you started mm-hmm. singing and performing. But before we talk about that, let's listen to Danny Boy and your rendition of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. You Okay, wow! I think I like your version of all the Danny Boys I have ever heard. I think your version (laughs) is the best. Thank you very much. Wow, how powerful!
2: Well, I suppose coming from an Irish man, as I said a little bit earlier, I think when you get up and sing a song or tell a story, you have to be honest about it. You have to; it has to come from somewhere deep inside you. And a song Mm -hmm. like Danny Boy, being an Irish song, um, you know, it's one of those that's been passed on to the generations of my own family and. I'm sort of carrying the flag
1: sure.
2: to this generation, sure. you know. So it's it yeah, as I said, it's it's just one of those songs that's universally loved, but when people, I'm sure the listeners will have been surprised to hear me tell the actual meaning of it mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll take on a different meaning for them now.
1: So. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I want to go back a little bit in time. Now, mm-hmm. do you mind sharing how old you are?
2: I'm 32.
1: Okay, you're still a kid what can say? <laughs> compared to me anyway, right? And so
2: my mother tells me I'm <laughs> still a kid, yeah. but
1: you started learning piano and vocal training five years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness you've you've i mean talk about starting early,
2: yeah, but I mean, honestly, in Ireland, music is just a huge part of the household like um I think it's it's because it's so ingrained in our culture and it kind of it has been so important for. Irish people around the world because, you know, with the years of emigration, you know, for hundreds of years, and I've spoken about that, you know, coming to America, the music and the the poetry and the artistry, that's kind of all we had to hold on to in many mm. ways. So growing up in Ireland in school and stuff like that, there's a huge emphasis on teaching kids the traditional songs. I so see. that because it's a huge part of our identity wow. and it's something that we hold very strong. And we're a small country. I mean, we're we're only about 5 million million people. I mean, people are always amazed when I tell them that. Ireland is 5 million people, you know. But there's 40 million here in America who can trace their roots back to Ireland. Like if all the Irish Americans decided to go home tomorrow, we'd have trouble housing
1: everybody. Right, right, right. I'm one of those. (laughs) I have traced it back. So I I certainly understand. So when did you know that you wanted to perform, that you really wanted to do this as a profession?
2: It kind of came later in life for me music was just part of everyday life, the same as sports and school and everything else. We always sang in church. Mm. Um, that was every Sunday. And then dad was a piano teacher. Mom, you know, was singing in church, teaching us songs. But I guess when I get into my mid-teens, I suppose the folks discovered um, I had a bit of a knack for singing and they decided to invest in, you know, better training. I started to go to Dublin. We lived about an hour and a half from Dublin. So every Saturday on my dad's day off, he would drive me up to voice lessons. And But honestly... I never really thought about it as a profession until I got into Celtic Thunder. And that sounds Mm. strange because there are those people who spend years auditioning and try. Celtic Thunder is the first audition I ever did.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: (laughs) And Mm. I honestly walked in there like, I don't know, like not really knowing what I was supposed to be doing. But I think what they liked in me was just, I was just me. I just got up and I sang. And I think that's what they wanted on stage. It goes back to the honesty part.
1: Well, your natural talent.
2: Well... There was talent, I'll admit that. (laughs) But I think I just had no, I had no, I suppose, predispositions about what performing was and that I had grown up to singing with my family. I had had voice lessons, but I'd never been in like a big stage production. I had Mm, no method in a way, but I think there was just a genuineness to what I was doing. You know, these were songs that I had always sung my whole life. And It was just a matter of doing again, and my first, you know, show in the states was in front of like five thousand people. Right,
0: right.
2: It kind of felt the same for me in a way, in that I was just getting up, being me, telling a story, and I think people connected to that, and maybe that's maybe that's why they picked me. I
1: don't know. Well, there you go. There you go. (laughs) So, how long have you been with Celtic Thunder now?
2: I'm twelve years with the lads. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. So you started young. Started young. Yeah. Yeah. With, wow. with the
2: guys So um, I feel like I'm a bit of a veteran at this stage um, But it's been an incredible journey You know And you know, the show has changed and evolved over the years But but it's allowed me to travel Around the world The States, Canada, Australia, Tasmania like We've toured so much But the, I'm always amazed At how people connect To Irish music You know we're thousands of miles from Ireland They're singing the song back to you Like Mm, that never, right. that never gets old for me. I right. always kind of laugh internally to myself. I'm like, we are, this is, I, I don't know if there's any other culture that has that ability to kind of transcend boundaries. Um, And I mean, you spoke about your own Irish roots. I mean, you spoke about the Irish TV shows you liked before we yes. came on air. Yes. So it's. It's a, it's, it's a funny thing.
1: Well, it's, uh, I, I think the Irish cu- culture, but also the music, I think, is so universally loved mm. and appreciated. And um, I think you and the group helped to kind of bring that to American audience. I mean, all over the world, of course, mm. but American audiences especially. Well, I've we, got to mention. never been exposed to that.
2: Yeah, but I have to mention, I mean, the most important vehicle for that originally was PBS.
1: Oh, because there you go. We, That's right.
2: PBS is what launched us. You're right. Um, I remember coming out on my very first year with Celtic Thunder and doing pledge, um, yes. doing pledges, doing station visits right around the country. So my first um, experience of actually touring America was actually visiting PBS Fantastic. right around the country. Right. So it brought us into every home uh, in America. It allowed us to bring our music to people. And we have people coming to our shows now that came, were coming to the shows 12 years ago. Oh, wow. They've literally, like, it's so funny, even at my own solo shows now. And I know what will happen on Sunday. Someone will come up to me about my age or maybe a bit younger and say to me, you know, I was, you know, 12 when I first saw you on TV. You know, I was a kid and I loved the show for this. And now I'm coming back because you sing these other songs. Like wow. some people, there are, there are families in America who... who like have grown up grown singing their songs right. and uh, we still have the little kids coming up you know it, doing the the moves to like Ireland's call and stuff like that oh, and fantastic. because their parents or their grandparents have passed it on so right. I think it's a very you know Irish music in general but also the way Celtic Thunder has done it has been a very unique thing and I think it's a, it's a family show it's it's something that you can share with different generations I mean which is part of the whole ethos of, of sure. PBS and, and public television as well so And we have you guys to thank for that.
1: Well, I promise we did not pay him to say that, but uh, (laughs) thank you so much for sharing that. So, uh, you talked a little bit about it, but what can folks expect in your solo performance this Sunday?
2: I love to take my audiences on a journey, and that's what I'm going to do. I mean, we're going to have obviously a full symphony orchestra choir, we're going to have Irish classics and Broadway classics, but also American standards. I mean, honestly, Growing up in Ireland and I come here to the States and I tour, I say to people at every concert I ever do, my mom's favorite song is mm. Moon River. Really? Written by Johnny Mercer from Savannah, Georgia. Yes. So that's what I'm talking about music. Like it's it it travels all over the world and like a song like Moon River connects to people in Ireland the same it does in oh, the States. Fantastic. So we'll have classics like like Moon River, I mm-hmm. mentioned um, I'll Walk With God. I also have a, a wonderful guest performer singing with me, Elena Flores, who's a, who's a fantastic soprano. She's going to do, we're going to do uh, People would Say We're In Love. Um, wow. I'll sing Some Enchanted Evening, The Impossible Dream, perform The Prayer. Um, something
1: for everyone, it sounds like.
2: It, 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 there, it is something for everyone. It's kind of a show for the whole family. But the one constant throughout it is it's timeless music mm. that people can really connect to. And I'm a bit of an... I don't know if I should say this, but I'm a bit of an oldie at heart. But like my the music I love is from maybe, maybe I was born the wrong generation. I don't know. But that timeless music that just was written 70, 80, 100 years ago. Right, It's right. just something so rich and um, honest about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we long for that now even more I than agree. ever. It's unproduced. It's genuine. It's raw. And that's what hopefully we'll bring across with the orchestra on Sundays.
1: Well, we are very much looking forward to your performance on Sunday. We'll talk about tickets in just a second. Mm. Real quick, though, you will be coming back to Roanoke with Celtic Thunder uh, later in November. Talk a little bit about maybe that uh, sort of dynamic with that show.
2: Yeah, so we have a brand new tour coming out. It's called Odyssey. Um, Brand new show. Believe it or not, even after 12 years, we've gone back and recorded over 15 New Irish songs, songs that people actually know and love, but we never got round to doing. Wow. I mean, we've we've covered so much of the repertoire, but we have a brand new album coming out in early fall, and we'll we'll be back on tour right around the States through October, November. I believe we're going to be in Roanoke in November. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure we'll get that date. Um so yeah, really excited for the tour. We 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 toured last spring, so spring twenty two, but it was cut short um due to you know we still kind of hang over the pandemic and all that so being honest this tour this year is probably our first proper tour since 2018 Mm. so really Mm. excited for that um, to be coming back out there's so many fans who haven't seen us in five years they're already reaching out saying we can't wait to see you guys so to be bringing a brand new show back as well is very exciting so
1: we're just very lucky around here to have you in town twice in one year. (laughs) So we very much appreciate
2: that. I love coming back to Virginia. I mean, I've come here for so many years. And and as I said, like I've I've performed in almost every state in America and I've seen so much of the country and there's Mm -hmm. so much of it I can connect to. There's, you know, people have the same traditions and values, particularly here in Virginia, that we that we have in Ireland. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be back. A
1: lot of people don't realize that mountain music, roots music, uh, mm. you know, Americana, some of that music that, that we have very strongly around our region is based, and you, you talked about this earlier, is mm. based from, you know, I, Ireland and Scotland and those yeah, areas, the, but particularly the Ireland. The
2: traditional music of of Ireland um, is deeply rooted in Appalachian music. Exactly. Um, and, and American folk. So th- there was obviously that crossover, you know, the, the Irish fiddle players and the American fiddle player probably got together and said, well, that's a nice tune. I'll put a spin on that. There you go. That's how music evolves. And... Transcends cultures, as I mentioned.
1: And that's what's great about music. You can do do it in so many different ways and craft it and perform it in so many different ways. That that's well,
2: I always say it's the universal language. I mean, uh, I, there you go. We can fall out about everything else, but I think music is the one thing that we, we, have, to, we have to agree on.
1: Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, real quick, uh, talk about the albums that you have going on and then uh, your website, and then we'll talk mm. about tickets as well.
2: Yeah. Um, so th- the tickets for the show are available on com or jeffcenter.org. Um, we have a new Celtic Thunder album coming out in the fall. Um, I'll have my own Ireland album out on this tour as well. I mean, if people want to check out more of my music, it's up there. I recorded um, my album aptly called Emmett Cahill's Ireland um, a few years ago with Sony Music. That was my first um, record label release here in the States. And uh, it's still going strong. People are still enjoying the music. So thanks to everyone who's been listening.
1: And so it's Emmett Cahill? how do I pronounce it correctly?
2: In Ireland, we say Cahill.
1: Cahill, yeah.
2: Now not here, Cahill. here, and in, in Canada, Australia, you say Cahill. Cahill. But I, I, Cahill. I forgive you, Lisa. There's okay, no, good. <laughs> there's no worries at I was all. I'm
1: starting to feel pretty bad about that. <laughs> but well, listen. Either way, however you pronounce it, Emmett, thank you so much for being here. Pleasure. Thank you for coming to town and sharing your gift and coming with Celtic Thunder, but also just being here at the station and and uh, sharing your your uh, performance and everything that's coming up with our audience.
2: Pleasure, Lisa. Thanks so much. Thank
1: you.
0: Thanks for listening to a Blue Ridge PBS podcast at Studio Blue Ridge, where broadcast meets podcast.